Hey, uh, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 3, so grab your Bibles, grab your notebooks, grab your uh, iPhone notes, grab your iPad, your laptop, um, whatever you got, because uh, again, I want y'all to take notes every single week so that this stuff doesn't go in one ear and then out the other. Uh, I want y'all to continue to look at this stuff through each week, continue to grow in your faith, continue to learn uh, from God's Word, not just on Wednesdays and not just on Sundays, but all throughout the week. So grab your notebooks, grab a pen, grab some kind of device to take notes on, and grab your Bibles. Uh, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 3 tonight. It's about like just a little past halfway in, the, in your Bible. Matthew chapter 3, it's the first book of the New Testament. Again, if you hit Revelation, you've gone too far, so bag it on up. All right, so tonight we are going to talk about uh, kind of the beginning steps of Jesus' ministry. Again, we've been talking about uh, Jesus for weeks now. Hey, surprise, it's church. We talk about Jesus. Sorry. Uh, we're talking about Jesus again tonight, the beginning steps of his ministry. You know, we talked about that the Bible is Jesus' story, that he was there from the very beginning, just waiting for his turn to come to the earth and save his people. And we've talked about Jesus' birth. We've talked about different people and how they've responded to Jesus' birth. Well, tonight we're going to talk about a story that we actually kind of briefly talked about in small groups a couple of Sunday nights ago, but we're going to talk about it again tonight. And we're going to talk about Jesus getting baptized with John the Baptist. Uh, so turn again in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. Uh, Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 through 17. Uh, we're going to look at three things tonight. That's why I told you to get your notebooks, because we got three things to write down tonight. Uh, but three things I think God has for us to learn in terms of baptism uh, and following God's plan and obedience for our lives. Uh, so again, Matthew 3, uh, we're going to start off in verse 13. Uh, it says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. Uh, but John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and yet you, do you come to me? And Jesus replied, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. And then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, with whom I love, and with him I am well pleased. Again, that is Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 through 17. Uh, this is my Son, whom I love. And with him, I am well pleased. So the first thing I think we need to look at tonight, the first thing I want you to write down on a piece of paper, write it down in the notes on your phone or on your computer, is that baptism is an act of obedience. Again, we're talking about Jesus getting baptized, but baptism is an act of obedience. Getting baptized is an act of obedience. So as Jesus is preparing for his ministry, we've talked about him growing up, teenage Jesus, baby Jesus. Uh, now we're at adult Jesus, and he's about to begin uh, his ministry years. Uh, he knows that he has to follow through on what God is calling him to do. And one of the things that God has prepared and planned for him to do is to get baptized. God wants him to do that. Uh, and so what does Jesus do? He goes to the guy that we talked about last week, John the Baptist, because who's John the Baptist? He's the guy that is preparing the way. He is preparing the people to meet Jesus. So he goes to him and says, hey, I need you to baptize me so we can get this show on the road, so we can get things started and we can get going. And John kind of looks at him, uh, you know, and he kind of has this moment of realization that he's like, wait, you're, you're the son of God. You're the Holy One, the Messiah that we've all been waiting on. I, 
I don't think I'm even like worthy to really untie your shoes, much less actually be the one that baptizes you. Uh, shouldn't you be baptizing me, not the other way around? And uh, and Jesus looks at him and look what he says. He's like, let it be so, for it is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. To me, what that is saying, what Jesus is saying here is that God wants him to be baptized, to fulfill this transition into ministry, this transition into righteousness for Jesus to fulfill the plans and purpose that God has for him uh, in the in the years ahead, he has to take this step. This is what God's plan was for him. He needed to be baptized. Uh, and so John, again, is the guy that God purposed to take that step. So that's why he goes to John the Baptist. Uh, and this, this tells us something. This tells us that baptism is something that we're supposed to do. Because again, if we're going to follow the lead, if we're going to follow the example of Jesus, what better way to do it than to do the things that Jesus does, right? You know, love the poor, um, you know, minister to the sinners, get baptized, do all of these things, follow the example of Jesus. We need to do the things that Jesus does. And that includes Baptism. Baptism is an act of obedience that we are supposed to do. We are supposed to follow through with that after we put our faith in Jesus. Again, Jesus did it, so that tells us that it's God's plan for us to do it as well because he set the example. All right, the second thing, second thing tonight that I want you to write down in your journals or on your phone, uh, the second thing I want you to write down, baptism is a public statement of life change. Baptism is a public statement of life change. I'll give you all a second to write that down. I'm going to say it one more time. Baptism is a public statement of life change. And you probably heard a pastor say this before. I know I have. Uh, that baptism is an outward expression of an inward decision. And what that means is, uh, is that baptism is basically a public declaration uh, that your life is different now, that your life is dedicated to God, that you have chosen uh, to follow after God in his purposes. Uh, it, you, have, you have made the public statement, hey, I've chosen to follow Jesus. And so what better way to do that after you've chosen to follow Jesus than to tell people about that by getting baptized. And that's important to thing to note that baptism is not what saves you. I know uh, there's a lot of debates and arguments uh, in, in church culture about that, but uh, it's important to note that baptism is not what saves you. It's Jesus that saves you. Baptism is that public act of obedience after being saved. It's not like when you're sprinkled as a baby. It's like full on, clip the nose, dunk down under the water, and then come back up. And you're like, yeah, you know, like the slow-mo videos. Like, no, anyway. Uh, but let, look at um, 1 Peter chapter 3, 21 through 22. Uh, it tells us in 1 Peter 3, uh, and this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. Peter tells us in 1 Peter uh, that baptism isn't what saves us. It's not the, the act of like washing all the dirt or washing all of the sin off of our skin or off of our body. It's a, it's a public pledge to God and to let all the other people know that you are following God's plan and God's purpose for your life. It's that public pledge that you are now focusing your mind and your heart on God's purpose and God's plan. It's Jesus' resurrection is what saves you. Your baptism 
is basically the call to action. Now, what are you going to do with this life now that Jesus has saved you and you've accepted that salvation? Again, Jesus's resurrection saves us. Baptism is a call to action. It's time to get going. It's time to follow God's plan and purpose for our life. Um, the third thing I want us to look at tonight uh, is uh, God is pleased when we are obedient. Uh, this is one of my this is my favorite part of the story. So write this down. God is pleased when we are obedient. I'll say that one more time. God is pleased when we are obedient. Um, you know, have you ever done something that uh, that people are proud of you or your parents are proud of you? Like I remember, uh, I remember when I got baptized when I was a little kid. You know, like thirty thousand level testimony here of when I got saved. I was seven years old and I remember uh, being on a family vacation and or sitting in the car on the way home. I remember asking my mom and dad like, hey, you know, like how do I get to heaven? Like I hear y'all talking about Jesus all the time. What, what, who is Jesus? Who really like, what did he do to save us? I remember having that conversation with them. Uh, and I remember praying that prayer in that car on the ride home uh, to accept Jesus as my Savior. And I remember I was so excited to get baptized after it. Like, I was ready to do it, like, the very next Sunday. Like, I didn't want to wait. I was ready to go. And I remember having to wait a couple weeks. But I was so excited to just, like, jump into the baptistry and, like, dunk down under the water. And if you don't know what a baptistry is, it's the, it's the big hot tub at the front of the church where people get baptized. It's, it's just called a baptistry. You know, Baptist, baptism. Baptistry. That's just what it's called. Uh, but I remember uh, being so excited to do that. And a couple weeks later on a Sunday morning, I got to get baptized. And my dad was the one that baptized me, dunked me under the water. But I remember after church, uh, walking around before we left that day, I remember people uh, coming up to me and telling me how proud they were of me. I remember my mom and dad uh, giving me big hugs and just saying how proud they were uh, that I put my faith in Jesus, that I uh, followed through in baptism. And I remember all my friends uh, giving me a hard time because my hair was like soaking wet and back when I had hair. Uh, but I remember my friends giving me a hard time, but also thinking it was so cool. It was so cool that I got to jump into the, the you know, the church hot tub at the front and get baptized. Like I remember uh, like everybody just kind of being so proud of me. And um, again, this is my favorite part of the story because I think that's essentially what's happening here. Uh, is that Jesus follows through uh, with God's plans and he follows through in obedience to God. And what happens next? God literally opens up the sky. It's like he reaches in and just says, hey, what's up, guys? He, like he reaches in and opens up the sky. Heaven literally opens up uh, and like all the angels are like singing and screaming. You know, God's light shines down on Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Uh, does like a swan dive out of heaven and like kind of comes down like a dove and lands on Jesus and anoints him and prepares him, gives him the strength for his ministry. God literally opens up the heavens and says, this right here, this is my son. He is the one I love. And I am so, so proud of you right now. I am well pleased. This is my son whom I love and I am well pleased. God literally opens up the heavens to tell everyone how proud he is that Jesus is following through in obedience to his purpose. And so this is the starting point. This is the moment uh, that Jesus kind of kicks off his journey, kicks off his ministry. And again, we know where this is leading. This is the moment that kicks off his journey to the cross. This is the moment that leads him uh, to becoming the savior of the world, the savior of past, present, and future. This is the moment that kind of kicks off the journey that connects you and connects me 
to a loving God that wants nothing more than to spend eternity with us. And Jesus' baptism jump starts all of that. And look at God. That's my son. I'm proud of him. He is doing what I had planned for him to do. And look how excited and proud God is. And I mean, could you imagine for just a second, could you imagine if Jesus wasn't obedient in this? Could you imagine if he was like, you know what? Um, I, I don't really want to get baptized. I don't really want to die a horrible death on the cross. And uh, you know, he didn't get anointed by the Holy Spirit. He didn't follow through. He didn't begin this journey uh, of ministry. He didn't begin this journey to the cross. Could you imagine if that was the case, man? We would have zero hope. We would have nothing to look forward to. We wouldn't have any way to reconnect with God. But because Jesus followed through and was obedient to God's plan and God's purpose, it gave us that avenue. It gave us that bridge between us and God that we could accept that salvation and that we could spend heaven and eternity uh, forever. Eternity is forever. We get to spend eternity in heaven with God. Um, this is why obedience is so important. Is because it connects us to God's purpose and plan for our life. If you can imagine, I can't even imagine what what this world would look like if Jesus wasn't obedient and didn't do what God planned for him. So I don't want to imagine what it would look like if I wasn't obedient to God's plan and purpose. I don't even want to imagine what that would look like if I ran the other direction. How much would be lost? How much of God's perfect plan I would never ever get to see because I refuse to be obedient to him. That's why obedience is important. I'll say it again. It connects us to God's plan and purpose uh, that he's created for our life. And Jesus' plan, God, the plan that God gave Jesus was to save us. And our plan, what God wants us to do is to accept that salvation, to follow through on his example, being baptized, going out, loving on the people around us, sharing the message of Jesus, sharing the gospel with everybody that we meet. Uh, and again, I know I've said this every week, and I keep saying it every week because it's so, so, so important. If you've never made either one of those decisions, if you've never made the decision to trust God, if you've never made the decision to trust Christ, if you've never made the decision to be baptized, if I don't, I don't maybe you're wrestling with the decision, maybe you're not sure that. Uh, you you want to put your faith in Christ, or you've been kind of tossing around the idea that, hey, maybe I kind of want to do that, but I'm not really sure. Uh, or maybe you've decided that and you just need somebody to talk to. Man, I want you all to know that this is a safe and comfortable place that you can come talk to. Uh, now, obviously, doing it online uh, is a little one-sided right now, but I want you to know I am available. Call, text, video chat, whatever you want to do. I'll drive to your house and I'll sit in your front yard and have that conversation with you. I want you to see our student ministry as a safe and comfortable place that you can have these conversations with me, with your leaders, uh, with the pastors and staff at our church, man, with the students that are around you, high school, middle schoolers. I want y'all to feel safe and comfortable to have these conversations, to accept Christ, to accept the plan and the purpose that he has for your life. And again, as well, we've been talking about baptism all night. That is an important step. After you get saved, after you accept Jesus as your Savior, the next thing you need to do is let out that battle cry, that call to action, and go and get baptized. Again, if you've never made that decision, I want to talk to you personally. I want you to talk to one of your leaders. Reach out to another student, your parent, your leaders, me, 
reach out to one of us and have that conversation because it is so important that we follow through in obedience so that we can fix ourselves in the middle of God's plan and purpose for our life just like Jesus did. And look what happened when Jesus followed through in obedience. He saved the entire world, past, present, future, for all of eternity, as long as we put our hope and trust in him. And so I have no doubt in my mind that God has a big plan and a big purpose for each and every one of your lives. And the only way you get to realize that is put your faith in him, follow his example, get baptized, and follow after him in obedience. Be obedient to God. Follow him. Follow his plans. Follow his purpose for your life. And again, it's the best decision you'll ever make. It's the best decision you'll ever make.